0: Recovering from illness, it's James Whelan and the Theory of Thing Investment Podcast. I am joined by Heath Moss of HLM Investments. Heath, how are you now?
1: Very well. Good morning and uh, good afternoon. Good evening, depending on when uh, you're listening to this. Oh, a while. Sounds good sounds It's the, good. Old Ken, good to hear the old your intro. <laughs> yeah. Good,
0: good to hear you're um,
1: getting better there, mate. I know you were pretty crooked to start of the week.
0: Yeah, mate. She was a bit of a rough one, but we do not have a chance to stop, unfortunately. Uh, just to note, everything that you hear in the... Th- thing investment podcast which is being recorded on the 21st of september i still sound sick uh, on the 21st of mm-hmm. september 2023 ad is uh general advice not a, not a, I keep effing it up mate <laughs> the the what you're hearing is not advice if it is advice it's general in nature how does that sound i'm gonna get Yeah, that go right to see go
1: to see a professional financial planner if you get it you should go you go to see a
0: professional yeah right yeah you'd think that what it like 18, almost 20 years in this industry and i still can't do the general general advice disclaimer uh Right, know. you know what? By the time I get it right, they're going to remove general and personal advice. You know, that's going to be good advice. <laughs> there's a little, there's a little CPD points for you. They're going to remove, they're going to remove general advice. They're just going to be best, best advice principles, and it's just going to be: is this good advice or is this not good advice? I can mm. tell you some advisors that do good advice, and I can tell you some advisors that don't. But I'm not going to mention them here <laughs> because we don't have we don't have a legal team that's big enough for what's going to happen after that. All right, so look, it's. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful Thursday. Thank you, everyone. Hello, everyone who's watching on the YouTube channel as well. To all the subscribers, I got myself a nice hot cup of uh, English breakfast. I am out of um, out of my quarantine, my self-imposed quarantine. Of a few days, have just been absolutely slammed. Um, amazingly, I moved house, so those boxes did get transported that you saw last week. Those boxes got transported from uh, the Crowsnest Place. i mean in the Northbridge Place. Fantastic. However, shifting boxes for a weekend. And then you have the dust and the bricks, brick dust and the dirt and everything that you have around the, a newly built um, property, a newly built construction. And also the fact that, you know, windows are open and so you feel a bit of a chill. All of those things, aches and pains, are, you know, clogged up clogged up nose and just generally feeling chills. They all are the same symptoms of actually being sick. So I didn't actually know I was sick. And Monday, Monday morning, I'm just like charged off to work in my suit and tie and get there. And the guys are just like, you need to go home, dude. <laughs> get pretty, out of here. Pretty, the vfs guys are pretty we're pretty picky about this sort of thing I'm just like, what are you talking about it's, oh oh wait hang on yeah it's this is actually mm. i've got a virus here um it mm. back home and then basically slept for the last um on an off for the laptop in there you wake up you do you do what you can get onto client stuff do emails check in with the market and then just pass out again it's been yep it hasn't been it hasn't been the over and above productivity that i would have uh, usually achieved this week mate what about that's, you? How what, you that's
1: got? one um yeah very well not sick. <laughs> Glorious weather yeah. here in Adelaide. I mean, get, get into that real spring warm weather. I know I noticed in your notes, you, you mentioned how hot it was in parts of South Australia this week. And I think yeah. I think the Riverland, I think Renmark got to 36 or something, whilst Adelaide was only about 20, 22. So there was a real, yeah. real gap there. But um, um yeah, glorious. But the one the good one benefit that's come from COVID has made everyone more aware of illnesses, et cetera. And more accepting of, okay, if you're sick, just stay home, do your job from home if you can, um, or just take some time off. They don't want you yeah. in that uh, office and that closed in space um, oh. uh, spreading yeah. it around. So that's that's actually one benefit that's come from all this, uh, the, the, the pandem- pandem- pandemic we just had.
0: Well, this is something that I, I, I want to talk about. And this is actually something part of the investment case that um, that I've got going forward as well. And I'm sort of building a bit of a, a structure around this thing too. Is that mm-hmm. when we're doing the podcast? When it was Paul back in the BIP show days, and I was saying to Paul, Paul and I, Paul and I disagreed on this one. Paul and I disagreed on a lot of things. I wasn't vehemently mm-hmm. disagreeable enough on some of these things because I wasn't really confident in some of uh, some of the things that I was saying as much. I was just like trying to listen to the experts and go ahead. But vehemently, I was. Guys, we were told we employees were told that. IT departments couldn't give us those one or two days at home, a week or a fortnight that we desperately needed to get our lives back in order, to do banking, mm-hmm. to go and to go and go down and spend two hours at the at the RTA or go, you know those things that you need to do. I don't want to take work off, but I'm just I just need to be home. or well, the kids are sick, you know. Just one of these little flexible work environments. I just need this to happen. As a, look, I've just got to go. And IT departments everywhere said, no, we can't do remote access. We can't do work from home. We can't. It's too hard to do. Too hard to do. We managed to do it because we were a small shop and we were okay. But big places, yep. I didn't realize just how incapable big places actually were. And this is me—I've built, I I've built the business continuity plan for Pershing. I built virtual the, the 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 continuity plan that allowed people to be able to remote access in. It was really hard to do, and it was sort of a special occasion thing for a you know a yep. situation like a pandemic. I built that, and it was tested and it worked. And it was fantastic. That that was really hard to do. And banks everywhere, big places everywhere said that it can't be done it turns out that when the pandemic hit and everyone had to go home it turns out that the it departments could get it done in a matter of hours wow thanks guys mm-hmm. and then to actually make it secure i know it didn't I know it took longer than that but and then to actually make it proper and secure and working only, only then took them another couple of months and then they realized mm-hmm. that we're actually still functioning the world hasn't ended we're still going to be able to go and people can come back to the office and do it and i said from the, from from that and this is me sort of overseeing how at what i've overseen before I said from that, that there was this huge change that was going to be happening in markets, um, mainly from that social level of people saying, I know that you can do this now, so I'm not going to go back to the way that it was before. I know that hmm. I know that I can have that one or two days, and I know that you want to offer it to me, and I know that you're trying to offer it to the guy who's trying to come in here, so I want that as well. And, this, and that's what started the social change here, definitely in America, of people saying, I don't need to be there five days a week to do my job. And it's crazy for you to ask me to do that especially with all this other stuff that i've got to do and that was that social change that we saw and that's that's why that's why commercial property has been maybe not as bad as it could have been but definitely pretty a pretty ordinary situation and so i'm going to bring this up now this is my next part of my thesis it's not about crops so don't worry about that this year we're going to start with this one american workers are striking strike Mm. strikes are the next big thing and i've said this I've said this privately and I've been shot down for it in a few places by some pretty high-level guys. I'm just like, no, this is the next big social change that is actually going to move markets. And we're actually now seeing it to move markets as well. American workers Mm -hmm. are striking at a pace not seen in nearly a quarter century. Nice month. This is Lisa Abramovich. She's amazing. Uh, Large stoppages from strikes resulted in 4.1 million. Missed days of work. The biggest monthly total since August 2000, um, and that's from the Labor Department. You can see that chart there, and yep. I'm looking at now 4.1 million days lost in August. Hmm. That's that is from strike action, the biggest since uh, since work stoppages back in
1: the year 2000. That do, that. Do friend, you think? Do you think it's any coincidence? It has come along with the rise of AI. And, and probably more automation yes. i mean you got yes. the riders strike that's been going on for a while yep. um they've uh, they've been going for and ai is definitely a part of that they don't want at their likeness or voices etc used um without being paid for etc correct you got the correct. uh the the car manufacturers strikes which i mean they're asking for i think it's 40 percent pay rise over four years so 10 percent a year hmm. um which to me is a little bit a little bit too much but m- maybe they're trying to milk everything they can before they lose their jobs regardless because of automation. And then you've got um, the one that the outlier is the uh, Chevron LNG um, uh, strikes that's got a, going on at the moment that's lasted a bit week or so, um, yep. which is sort of the outlier. But those other first two major ones, um, the riders have been going around for a while and the car, uh, they look like it's going to go for a while because they're they're so far apart on the agreement. Um, and then Um Those are really going to be heavily impacted by by AI and technology moving forward. So um, will, it's interesting,
0: will, and mm, and mm. and there's there's more to talk. And this sort of goes on to the next thing. We'll get to that in a sec, but I'll, I'll let you charge it. This will spread. I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. I'm a, 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 a my family were old uh, through my mother's side, actually through my father's side too. We're old school unionists. I'm I'm sort of the first person that sits on on this sort of different side of the of the tree, but. Um, hmm. I love I love the ability for workers to, to stand up and say no. We think that you guys are taking too much of the pie, and we're and we're pulling our weight here, and we need to be remunerated for it fairly. We see the bonuses yeah. that happen at the top. We see what your and we see what your quarterly reports say that you make. We see what you can afford to be able to pay us. And hello, Mister Alan Joyce. Yeah, I let's name names, mate. That that's <laughs> son of a, he's um, mate. I'd say you what, Joe Aston. Um, is i haven't caught up with him for a while but i am going to buy him a lunch he's done some mm-hmm. amazing work lately just laying into him um fantastically the um but i the with people's ability to stand up and and as one say look we, we need to be remunerated more we can see what, what it is that you're doing i hate the idea that and this is one of those things that's always annoyed me two things COVID, when COVID hit and everyone suddenly found you know the companies suddenly were just like oh we're out of money we only had two weeks spare what uh, that's what you had all of that all of that money all of that cash all of that cash flow you you can only last for two weeks you can't shut down for two weeks all of those buybacks all of the insurance money all of those that the cuts that you made to everything and you couldn't survive whereas we all had to survive without anything some of us did and uh, and so yeah we, we we bailed out a lot of these companies to be able to survive through it and we didn't get anything back that was our chance to actually take ownership in some of those companies that could do it and make them earn it back as the same way that everyone has to earn these things back. We've got to earn back our COVID relief payments in higher taxes and higher interest rates. That's us paying it back through higher mm. higher inflation, which isn't going to go away. That's us paying mm. it back. Make them pay it back and we should have taken a chunk of Qantas. Should have taken a chunk of the car industry. They should have taken a chunk of all of those things in America, but they didn't. And now they're, now they're in a situation where it's all just coming around again. The buybacks are continuing, although they are slowing um and you know what the, the american worker just is has had enough of it and when they all stand up together the mm-hmm. same as they've all stood up for work from home this is now where it's at I'm not saying it's right or wrong it's just I, I, you know i do like to see a group of people stand up and say we want some more so it's you know mm-hmm. healthy it's healthy it shows that people it's are cool. human still for, and for as long yeah, as we yeah. are human it shows that they are
1: mm. yeah well, whilst huh. i i don't agree with all of that i think uh, yeah, there's <laughs> some air, air points there Okay. I'm okay. A, I'm on, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you got? We've
0: been here for okay, hours. What's your... Okay, so charging on now. You've got some notes. Um, let's talk about markets. Let's talk about things. Oh, before we do, sorry, I know that I've I've been gas bagging heaps, man. I'm going to let you bag your gas. Bag your gas? I'm going to let you gas your bag. Okay, go for
1: it. I know you've got um, important,
0: important things. Yeah. We're in the suit and tie because tonight I am hosting the... What am I hosting? I'm the MC. I'm the MC for the 10x10 philanthropy charity event that's happening over on Carrington Street. Hosted uh, we are the guests of MA Financial are putting us up at their digs too. So if you're listening to this sometime in the afternoon and you want to head over in the evening, um, kicks off, I don't know, about six or six thirty or something like that. You pay a hundred bucks. We have three small charities to come and, and there's small startup charities, only only new, but they're making an impact. And we and we've picked them out on the committee level, and they come and they make a, a pitch. They've got like five minutes to make a pitch. They get two slides, so you can't it can't be a fancy thing. It's actually mm-hmm. to say, this is what we do. This is how we help. And then we get a shark. We've got uh, her name has just escaped me because I don't have my notes for this one. But no, I'm going to do a better job as MC tonight. Trust me. Um, we get a shark, and she's started up a few things, and she's sold a few things, and she's an amazing. She's like well, actually one of the Shark Tank shark, um, sharks. And she peppers them with a few questions. It's all very friendly. It's all good. But about how it's going to happen, how it helps, how they work, and all things like that. And then everyone um, who's paid their money, you get a voucher for every fifty dollars you've contributed you get a, a voucher and then you a ticket you got to decide where you're going to allocate your tickets on the three charities and so then then yeah. from that we split it up as a percentage to see who's going to get what there's no winners everybody gets um everybody gets something so everybody gets helped but it's just sort of a fun sort of it's got that financial services spin you know mm. allocator trying to pick it trying to pick the best business case and trying to see where instead of how much how much money are we going to make it's actually going to be how much help are we going to do, and how much change are we going to make? And who needs who needs this to actually um, to actually get that equation back level? Which is great. Um, so that was us. Uh, that's us tonight, and so I'm hosting that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really proud of the work that we've done. Well done to everyone. Um, Global X um, has contributed a, a massive amount to it. So well done, Nat Jollo, who's uh, who's a good friend of mine over at Global X and the work that she's done getting that done. That's and if you want to help out, ten by ten philanthropy. Just just Google ten x ten philanthropy, and it'll link It'll link you to everywhere that you want to go. Check it out now. It's a really good way to, to help out good small startup charities. Stay away from those guys in the streets with the clipboards. Um, your money is not really going to end up anywhere with them. Go small, and this is the best way to go small, mm. um, grassroots. Over to you, Heath, with the market
1: reports. Fantastic cause that uh, – yeah, so well done on that, Matt. Well done. Yep. uh So what are we talking about? Do you want to bring uh, some charts up uh, there? You, you're you in charge of the buttons. Why are I, you in I, charge I can't. of the buttons? Okay, fine. I don't, oh, I don't gee, that's, that's a candle. A candle. <laughs> Whew. To walk, walk <laughs> yeah, yeah, to that that candle nice for the listeners little at home there, man? Candle at the end. That's last night's. Um, I just drew a little line there showing the support over the last couple of weeks where it, it bounced off of it and, you know, broken down below it. Uh, that oh. orange line up there is the 50-day. We've got the 200-day there. Again, looking looking bearish. We're making lower highs here. You can see the high there, high there, and high there. All lower. Um and it looks like we're going to make a lower lower low um, coming in. So, uh, of course, we had the uh, so the S P X down about one percent for the week, um, and we had the Fed last night come out um, as expected, held. Um, but all the the main focus was on the dot plots. They do these dot plots every every quarter, and last night was one of them. Uh, basically, the crux of that was that uh, uh, next year they expect uh, rates to stay higher for longer. Um, the average median median expectation went up from four point six percent to five point one mm. percent. Um, Market didn't like that. We had uh, we had the yields fly. They're at uh, highs I haven't seen since um, two thousand and six. Um, oh. So you can see the ten year there at four point four three percent. The two year is at five point two percent. Look at the two year. Um, like, mm, mm. That's ins- Okay,
0: so- so, so so I go. I go I'm going to take a chunk of my clients' money. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna put it, and for two years I'm gonna get over five percent per annum. Yes,
1: yeah, no, and I'm taking into the,
0: the FX risk. You tell me how freaking easy that is. That is a free kick.
1: And that's that's what yeah. we've been saying for a while. And you take it back to the SPX, you know, trading at 18 and a half times forward earnings with a cash rate around around that five percent mark. I mean, it looks expensive to me. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. with earnings growth quite benign. Um, and we've got I'll, I'll bring up the Dixie, the, the US dollar, Dixie. Yeah. Um, Scuddy, Scuddy uh, tweeted this morning about a golden cross possibly happening here between two hundred and and uh, fifty like day David, moving averages. David Scott David Scuddy, Scuddy on the Scuddy. old typical analysis, mate. You beauty, yeah. yeah. yeah He's right. bad, back on the bandwagon. Got his new uh, new job. It. I think it's city, city.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
1: index is that where he is at the moment I can't yeah remember. it's called the uh, guys
0: who own city index and it's, it's, yeah it's, it's yeah gone. but it's he's he's killing it too so it's good good on him
1: he's getting that done so that for a te- the technical gurus out there that's a very bullish indicator it would suggest the u.s dollar is going higher um and that's going to be a, a headwind for um uh earnings moving forward i mean at the moment hmm. they're expecting Basically, earnings to be flat in Q3, are they'll be revised down. Earnings for Q4 expected to be around that seven to eight percent growth. Expect to see a, a bounce there, mainly because of base effects, because Q4 last year was so bad. Mm. Um, but again, I think that will be revised down. So you've got a you've got a uh, U.S. index, of 500, trading at quite lofty levels in terms of its forward earnings ratio, etc. And Bond yields giving you five um, percent, free basically. So I mean, there's, there there has to be, I think there has to be some uh, a correction there, and I think we'll see that ten to twenty percent correction there in the first half of next year, um, alongside I, I'm still saying alongside a US um, US recession. I I don't believe rates are going to stay where they are. Those some of those cuts next year have been started to be priced out of the market. 100 basis points that were there uh, a few days ago is no longer there. Um, I think it's come down to about 75, 50 to 75 basis points. So, okay. um, but I think, uh, yeah, the US recession next year, uh, market cracks 10 to 20%. So nothing too major. I'm not I'm not talking pandemic or GFC levels here. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's about, about it for the, uh, the US markets.
0: That's the market report.
1: So also what was amazing is that I had, where
0: did my Word document go? This was a, a survey by the FT and the Chicago. Let's just say the booth. It was on the F, it's on the FT Financial Times. It's the FT mm-hmm. booth survey that came out first thing on Monday morning, um, overnight, just before everyone started. It talked about the recession calls and the interest rate forecasts of, of economists in America, and it was sort of interesting because it was a thin day, and I don't know if it moved markets, but yields started to pop. Um, now it definitely wasn't because of this, but. That that was them at the beginning of the week, with the with the results of the survey that the FT and, and the Chicago Booth University, whatever they were called, I'm going to say exactly what they are, but anyway, don't worry about that. Um, uh, 42 economists uh, surveyed, just saying that they see that they're they're delaying their recession calls, but they are still there. But and I'm just going to pull this up for you as as well. What is your prediction of real GDP? There was a prediction here about. About rates, anyway. In in effect, the Economist survey think that rates going higher is is more of a certainty, or sort of was was more of a uh, um, more of a chance than than them not. And we saw that last night with the Fed, exactly that, that they were correct. So yes, yields yep. yields were going to go higher. They predicted it; it was correct, um, mm-hmm. and that was how that went. I'm just going to see if I can just yank it up here. And just just on that
1: delay, I actually yeah. actually heard a, a really good theory around why the recession has been so delayed and hasn't come forth as soon as we expected it came, yeah. came down basically them saying net interest rates you know what the consumer is paying for the interest their interest versus what they're receiving yeah. if you think about the, the consumer is very long duration in terms of mortgages you know which are around you know you've got um uh most 80 percent of us mortgages are below five percent and so, yeah. then you have on the sh- the other uh, other end of the spectrum, you know what they're receiving in their bank account is well above five percent. So they're still benefiting on the short end, while they're um, they're also benefiting on the on the long end in terms of where their mortgages are. So until that starts rolling over more, um, the the, the uh, consumer still uh, still stands to benefit. Okay.
0: Well, and and you can see, can you see that what I'm sharing there on the screen? Yeah. Yes, that- I can. Yes. So this is from that survey, and I'm just going to flick through some of it. This is oil supply restrictions, top the list of inflation. This is the inflation risk that we're seeing there. Oil suppliers are mm-hmm. massively ahead on yep. um, on the inflation risk. We have seen that that will fa- factor into it. Oil heading towards $100 again. That's them moving past their recession calls, and I said that before. Uh, yep. And what was this one? This is a good one. They ratchet, up the gro- they ratchet up their growth forecast. So, yeah, it's it's based on the fact yes. that the US is going to keep on going okay.
1: Yeah,
0: um, that's that. That, that Look,
1: that's soft, that. soft or no landing sort of scenario, rates yeah. for longer, higher for longer. Um, that seems to be the theme at the moment, which I'm not yeah. buying into. Um, but that that's what the market is saying, and it's probably why the market's trading that 18 and a half times forward earnings.
0: It's a very tenuous. It's a very tenuous path. Like they've got a they've got a really. I mean, this is just the the acrobat the acrobatics that need to be done. To make this happen is phenomenal. Now, moving on, what was the next thing
1: that we we're going to talk about here? Uranium. Um, oh, yeah, uranium. we can check uranium a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Go, uranium. Um, look, you got to it on uranium. Go. Be... Beautiful. Beautiful. It's looking good. Uh, spot yep. prices at, uh, I think it was 15 year highs, around just under 67 uh, bucks a, a pound. Yep. Basically, we had the uh, World uh, Energy Association, something, one of those associations, come out about a week ago. Talk no. about it. You know, the shortage and and the the dire situation that we're going to face in uranium. Um, Now, my opinion was always, you know, I was really worried about that shut-in production and all that production that's come offline. Uh, Once that, you know, spot price hit a certain price, it would come back on and, you know, flood the world with more supply. But apparently, you know, even with all that uh, that coming back online, is about it brings uh, our total production up from 140 million pounds to about 174 million pounds, and we're in a deficit of around 180 million pounds. So, still not even encroaching on that that deficit. And they're wow. saying by 20, 2030, twenty um, thirty, we're going to need about 230 million pounds along those lines. So, yeah, we've got India, we've got China, mainly mainly leading the way. Um, there's 39 um, reactors uh, under construction at the moment in, under, in those two provinces or countries, sorry. Um, and it's basically about just being really short supply of uranium. Um, we know Germany have turned off the taps of, in terms of reactors, but then they're importing their power from France, which, you know, 60%, 70% of their power comes from uranium. So uh, uranium uh, reactors, uh, especially the small modular reactors, which are becoming very, very popular Are coming Mm. online and uh, it's the base case for uranium is starting to look very, very good again. And we've seen that reflected in um, uh, the prices of uranium stocks. I don't know if you've got charts up there for me at the moment. Uh, I'm just going to bring up the local uranium uh, ETF here from BetaShares, Uh, U-R-N-M. BetaShares Uranium uranium Miners. You can see that massive Massive uplift there. It's up about thirty percent in a month, um, and yeah. that goes along with a lot of stocks like Paladin, uh, uh, Boss Energy, uh, Deep Yellow. All those guys are uh, moving those up are quite beautiful strongly. Those uh, are beautiful yeah, yeah. Hey, they got a bit smacked around yesterday, though. I don't know why. I was looking for a reason why, but I couldn't find one. But uh, yeah, um, uranium. So yeah, keep it on your radar. It, it is looking like there is a sort of a, a stronger momentum behind this move and longer term. Um, direction there, and uh, I think uh, there could be some more legs in this yet to
0: come Okay, not bad at all. Uh, there was one last thing that I was going to talk about, and it's absolutely disappeared from... Oh, yeah. Um, buying opportunity, I mean, idea, ideas of the week. I'm still long fuel, which is great. Um, I haven't really put any changes into... I'm about to go deeply, deeply long um, bonds locally and also in the US, mm-hmm. like the last of the last straight fixed allocations. I've managed to, to make a few tweaks to the offering that we've got so that we can actually have um more options available to us which is great so that's me working my ass off here at vfs to get that mm-hmm. done um if anyone would like to know more about that then please let me know but but it just means that we are and it means that i can actually go and load up on some of these things which is what's going to happen and i don't really care about you know you're going to miss the top you're going to miss the peak i'm not trading these this is actually for superfund clients load up retire with some of these things you know that's uh, that's where i want it to be um I think I was looking at a forty-year, forty-year Australian note that was at four point four percent or something. Forty-year, yeah, something 40 like that. Year. Anyway, it was it was a two thousand and forty-seven, so it was like a twenty something year. But I, I just remember okay. being I, as I was, I was flicking through them, just going, you know what, that's there, it's ready to go. Just put it in and just collect. And there's this little simple things. So I haven't done all the homework on it, so don't quote me on that. But that's where that is. Still long fuel. I think that anything is a buying opportunity in tech, based on what Scott Helfstein said last week from Global X. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a complete convert on that whole idea. The Magnificent Seven yeah. is still going to be Google. I want a chance to have another go at that as well. I'm hoping that that this will be another chance to have another crack at Google. Big cash-rich companies—they don't care about your stupid discounted future cash flow thing. That is something that only applies to people that need to go to need to worry about the price of I'll, money.
1: I'll push back on that a little bit because I also agree with that—that that it doesn't. It doesn't emit, uh, directly impact their their, uh, their balance sheet, but it, it, no. it directly impacts their customers. It directly impacts their customers. So yeah, and how much they can purchase in terms of the cloud services, their AI services, and cetera, From for yeah, them. It, so it, it, whilst it, yeah. yeah, so whilst whilst their their um, their debt in terms of the debt side of things, it really doesn't matter for them. That it is, will it, impact yeah. who's
0: buying yeah. off them. The, the, the people that are buying for it. That's true. Which which again. Yeah. To think that that sits alone though in a static environment with some of the some of the smartest most cutting-edge companies in the world is yep. is okay you, you you are correct it does impact them that's something that that's something that they foresee and that's that's not that a next level with what they can do their enhancements to productivity that they're making as well i didn't even touch on that last week with the enhancements to productivity no um that just how just how cleanly they are cutting through um the mess get past it the, the very cringy um mother nature crap that that apple did last week which i'm still reeling from just how awful that ad was did you see it
1: no i haven't seen it tim
0: cook tim cook having a conversation with mother nature pitching their environmental if i bring it up is it going to work on this
1: well apparently apple invented the uh, USB C port apparently so
0: um as of last week
1: (laughs) okay hang on hang on let's just let's just see if i can do this tim cook um I think uh, in terms of uh, buying tech, I think next year, if we do get that 10 to 20% pullback uh, in the US, that will be the opportunity to load up. That will be buy your Microsofts, your Apples, your Amazons, Googles, etc. Tesla, chuck Tesla in there um, yep. and, and, and go for your lives. I think, like, like you said, this is, it's got a lot of legs, a lot of runway to go. This, this tech advancement and AI and whatever else comes with it. Um, it's the next big leap in um human advancement i think
0: yeah well i am going to hang on here's what i'm going to do right i'm going to try stick with me i'm going to try just to close this off before we do footy tips Hang on mm-hmm. to do that. i'm going to try my absolute best to get this to come up and i'll just do it in a few different things you tell me if this
1: works is this working yeah it's coming up it's slow yeah. but it's coming up there we go Girls, yeah yeah, so happens, it yeah. goes, it gets to the end. Mother Nature uh, comes in. you can in.
0: see, we've innovated and retooled almost every part of He's our process to reduce the our mother impact nature. on the planet. But there's still a lot more work to do. He's talking. And
1: there's something else we wanted to share. And then they
0: handed the watches, okay? You're not
1: trying to bribe Mother Nature with
0: Apple swag. It's Apple's very first carbon <laughs> neutral product. Okay.
1: Carbon neutral, eh? Hmm. Mm. Oh. I want to see you do more of this you will I mean, when, shoot me, by 2030
0: that. all apple devices will have a net zero climate it's, it's like i was in a kid's musical last night the they acting know. was better than this Will this is
1: how do, how do you think steve jobs feels about this
0: but you could power a city with him spinning in his grave but this is anyway <laughs> i it's you, you can get okay, the good you, you get the See attention. You next year you get the intention. <sighs> But she comes. Don't
1: the- disappoint yep. your mother. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, it's a cringe. I, I get is it. What the kids say? <laughs> it's, it's new levels
0: of corporate cringe have just been reached. It's that's it. All right, now footy tips, mate. What do we got?
1: oh uh, hey, we, we, we got the golden. the golden child. We had the Showed big, big the sound last week. The big big sound. They came like through. They them. they flogged port here in Adelaide. They looked really really good. Yeah, but my tip this week is uh, Carlton um, to cover the line. Uh, I think wow. lines three goals, eighteen and a half points at the Gabba. Okay. okay. Um, they're in really good form still. That that win over Melbourne, they had no right to win that, but they found a way. Yeah. I think they'll get within three goals at, of, of the Lions at the Gabba. So that's paying a dollar ninety. Uh, I don't. I don't see GWS getting up over the Pies the MCG as much as I will be barracking my butt it's be off rough, for bro.
0: them. It's
1: yeah, yeah, hopefully next next week we can come together and talk about, you know, the big, big sound again. But, um, yeah, that's it. Carlton to cover the line at the Gabba. Uh, I think it's three goals. Well, are... um,
0: NRL, NRL, I think that both of the favourites are going to win this week. But I do think that – so NFL has started, um, and I'm a big football fan. Uh, I think that your San Francisco 49ers will get it done and get it done convincingly. The line on them – now, this is tomorrow, 10 a.m., so you're going to listen to this on – Thursday evening uh, Mm -hmm. to catch this one, and we'll see if we're right. I'm sorry that I lost it too early. Ten and a half. They'll spread – they'll beat that against the Giants. The New York Giants that have gone hot and cold, um, lucky to get away with one last week, but I think they're going to get thrashed this week. I think ten and a half is actually not enough. So happy to take take them on there. There was an interesting moment in – was it the Chargers game? McVeigh called – they were down by ten – Mm -hmm. and the spread at the open because they've done this huge deal So gambling is now legal in america right they've done all this deal with the bookies um so that it's now it's now on and this is funny the spread at the start of the game was seven and a half okay you with me yep yep and the charges were down by 10. i think it was the charges yeah mcveigh the charges were down by 10. they had the ball at their 30. so with about three seconds left so either you run the clock, it doesn't matter. We're going to lose anyway, or you have the hail mary. Yep. At least, at least we we lose, but at least we scored a touchdown. Who the hell cares? Yeah, kicked a field goal to make the difference. Seven. So they covered the spread. Covered the so the spread was covered. <laughs> Out of nowhere, it was it was the wildest thing of just like and everyone's just like oh yeah, it was seven and a half. And it was just like this is insane. That's that's yeah. that's, that's that's how sports are, now, man. But. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. So that's that. That's the show this week, mate. If you've got anything else to put in, please no let me know. Otherwise, I've got to go and get myself all set for the rest of the day.
1: Matt, that's it. I'm all done.
0: Thanks very much for joining us, everyone. I've been, I've been, I still am James Whelan of VFS Group. And I've been joined by Heath Moss of HLM Securities. Heath, thank you very much, everyone. Have yourselves a great weekend. Stay safe and mark well.
1: Thanks, everyone. See you soon.